You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Carey. Welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. Today, I am speaking with Ray Moorhead. She is a master certified health coach with over 15 years of professional and personal experience with health, nutrition, and fitness. And currently, we are both attending the School of Applied Functional Medicine together. This is how I met her, which is exciting. She specializes in helping women reframe negative thought patterns about eating and exercise into positive affirmations. She is passionate about helping women see that true beauty is beyond the scale and the mirror. She fully embraces the concept of love the skin that you are in while moving toward the goal of optimal health as you envision it to be. So today we're going to talk all about mom life, healthy habits. How do we achieve weight loss goals sustainably meal planning, all of it. So Ray, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. So we have been, as I mentioned, we've been in this cohort together. Um, and she has a background in health coaching. I have a background in health coaching. And so I just appreciate, we meet with a variety of people with medical backgrounds as well. And so I always appreciate the health coach standpoint, um, or viewpoint on the show, because you are really about individualizing things for the unique person, right? Exactly. And not trying to make it like you said, not having it be one size fits all, but looking at the individual person and what they have going on in their life at that particular moment, a little bit of their past and where they're actually trying to go with their healthy living goals and trying to um, develop a plan that's going to be sustainable for them based on how their life is at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's hard. We have a lot of different voices telling us a lot of different things. So how do you help people filter through the noise of what all the diet companies and media is telling them about health? Um, just taking it back to the science, which is where, um, a lot of my, my background started with, um, with the program that I received my certification from, and I was attracted to that being their kind of punchline for it is that we're going to give you the science basis for everything. And there'll be an article to back up everything that we're saying. And so rather than relying on what the latest trend is or what the news happens to be saying right now, sometimes they align and sometimes they don't, but this is what research says, and this is how we can apply that Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, from what we've seen the last few years, a couple years, I guess, got to bring it up. um, A lot of people are struggling with, with weight gain, you know, and, and I've spoken before on this podcast about not wanting it to be all about, you know, reaching this goal weight so I can just fit into my skinny jeans, blah, blah, blah. blah. But there are a lot of people out there that they want to lose weight because they want to feel more comfortable in their bodies. And there's nothing wrong with that. So what, how, what is your approach to that topic? Cause that's a big one. <laughs> it is. And it's definitely a, a mindset piece and you want to start the process from, um, from a feeling of love of what you are looking at in the mirror and not from what needs to be changed per se, or what is wrong, but what is the goal that you are trying to achieve why you're trying to achieve that that goal and focus on that why throughout the process. And if it's more of a positive um, a positive mindset and a positive frame of mind, then I think that you're more likely to stick to it instead of letting those negative thought patterns um, 
drive you because when you hit a wall or you get frustrated or you may not reach that particular goal, if you're focused on negativity, then you're most likely not going to continue forward because you're going to be stuck in that same same cycle of Mm -hmm. I can't do this or I don't like what I see in the mirror rather than I like what I see right now, but I'm also looking towards what I can be in the next couple of weeks, the next month or in the next Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's good because that negativity is toxic and it's addictive too. our brains get hooked on these negative loops and it's hard to recreate a new thought pattern. Really is. Especially when it's been programmed in your mind for, for some people from childhood Mm. hard to kind of break those when they've been hearing it for so long or when they've been telling it to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true because it is. It, I mean, I'm, that's my story as well Is just looking in the mirror when I was eight years old and going, Oh, I have a belly. I'm fat. I must fix this, <laughs> you know? And that just became the loop and it took pregnancy and my body changing and realizing, Oh, bodies change. They change, they grow. There are phases. And, but my body's always protecting me at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. So we're going through, I'd love to know, you know, cause I think it would be interesting for listeners. Both of us were going through this functional medicine training, how it's intense. <laughs> she's laughing. You guys can't see it, but she's laughing because it is a lot. Um, I'd love to know how it has this functional medicine approach. How has it been? Um, how has it impacted what you already do? Or maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, what you already knew, but expanded. I'd, I'd love to know what your thoughts on what you're learning. Um, it's definitely expanded, um, and the nutrition piece, and uh, taking a look at how certain deficiencies can actually have an effect on our overall health, and how certain symptoms kind of present themselves, and how it all really starts with food. And there's so many things that can be changed if we um, rearrange the combinations of the foods that we're taking in, and kind of um, look at our nutrition labels, look at what we're putting into our bodies and um, see if we can um, address certain dysfunctions on that level first before moving on to more more drastic measures. It's definitely allowed me to take a step back and um, look a little bit at the bigger picture um, to try and see the root cause, like she says over and over again, of what some of these... um, these signs and symptoms and where they're actually coming from learning so much so fast. And it's, it's great. It's going to be a great benefit to a lot of the clients out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's a lot of information. And one thing I am, and I don't know if you've, if this has hit you as well, but just the whole idea that, that food, when we're eating food that might be toxic to our bodies, depending on what it is, it, it can be stressful for our bodies and it can impact our stress response. And <laughs> so many things can be related to stress. Like a lot of things go back to go back to stress. Um, and the presentation of like insulin resistance, things that are going on with our with our guts, things that are happening with our moods can all be factored back to um, our stress, our sleep, and our food. 
Yeah, yeah. It's really those foundational pieces that is so, so huge. And you mentioned sleep. I think this is a really great place to pause and thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Sleep Number. My sleep number is 40. And recently, for the last week, my sleep score has averaged 85, which I feel like is pretty good. Sleep is so foundational to my mental health and well-being. It's foundational to the habits that I create during the day. Good sleep is foundational to everything that I do. So why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because every great day starts the night before. Knowing more about your sleep helps you achieve your best quality sleep for your overall health and well-being. Sleep IQ data shows that sleepers who use their 360 smart bed technology get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. That's up to 170 hours per year. That's a big deal. And did you know that May is better sleep month? There is no better time to try the Sleep 30 Challenge by Sleep Number. This is a 30-day sleep wellness program shown to improve sleep quality and change your sleep habits for the better. You can check out this program for free anytime by visiting mysleep30.com. And some of the topics covered in the Sleep 30 Challenge are topics that I know have benefited my sleep health as well, and that is how to get your sleep environment ready. What routines do you need to establish to, that you'll be excited to do to experience the best bedtime ever? How do food and exercise exercise impact your sleep and so much more for me having a sleep number bed has improved my quality of sleep it has kept me consistent with my sleep time and wake time and when I am on vacation as much as I love vacation I always look forward to getting back home so that I can sleep in my sleep number bed Discover special offers now for a limited time at your local Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com slash wholeness. That's sleepnumber.com slash wholeness. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Now let's get back to the foundational pieces that are so important important for our health and well-being. And let's talk about busy mom life. You know, we are both moms. <laughs> I know you probably coach a lot of moms. I coach a lot of moms. I have clients who are stay-at-home moms, working moms, single moms, moms with older kids, younger kids, you name it. But as as moms, many times we want to make changes, but we're busy. We've got lots going on and we don't know where to start. So what would you say is a good starting place to make changes? Um, I think a great starting place is um, with the pantry and with the refrigerator and knowing that you are going to eat what's available to you. And that's um, that's just convenience. That's just how that's how we're made. Usually we're not going to go completely out of our way in order to put the right stuff into our bodies. Just That's just how our bodies are programmed. So we can make it a little bit easier on ourselves if we stock our pantries, we stock our refrigerators, and we stock our counters with the things that are going to be good for us with more of these things and less of the processed food and less of the refined sugars, less of the hydrogenated oils and trans fats. So a good starting point would be to do a a kitchen clean out and replace those things with more whole foods and more of the things that fit into the natural category. And then you'll have healthier resources to pull from when you are stressed and when you're in between meetings and soccer games, you won't have to 
make yourself make a decision between a cookie and an apple because the apple is going to be there. And okay, you're going to grab that because it's convenient and it's there. And guess what? Your kids are going to grab that apple because that's what's there. Can't control a friend's house. Yeah. Can't, control the, can't control the office, but you can control your pantry and you can control your refrigerator for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And and like you said, when we're stressed, when we're running around, it's like, we're going to go for whatever's convenient and whatever's easiest. And a lot of times that packaged food is going to be the easiest and most convenient, but that doesn't mean that we can't make the other things more convenient. So what are some, what are some tips for that, for, for keeping those whole foods on hand and convenient? Because, you know, it involves cutting and chopping and all that they've made it a lot easier for us now. Um, it's, a, it's a lot easier now than it used to be. If we're looking back at um, what, the, what the grocery shopping trips used to be even five five years ago, they now have prepackaged sliced apples. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a little, it's a, a little bit more convenient for us now. But um, when you're doing your grocery shopping, definitely starting um, with the produce aisle and first and shopping the perimeter and making sure that you're filling your, your cart with the most nutrient dense foods first, um, doing your, your produce, your fruits and your vegetables and your lean meats, um, organic if you can, and then go into the middle aisles um, as secondary or towards the end of your trip. So making sure that you, well, there's a, a traffic light eating component to it that I can get into a little bit later, oh, but, okay. <laughs> um, but definitely filling your cart with the, the most nutrient dense foods first, and then filling it up with the convenience foods if you need to, if you need to, because it is a process um, towards the end of your group. Yeah, that's good. You know, something that's really helped me a lot lately, because I am you know, with as many changes as I've made in my health, I still, sometimes those shiny objects appeal to me, you know, by shiny objects, I mean like the, the flavored chips and the new kinds of, you know, even the flavored, it's more like the healthy quote, I'm putting this in air quotes, the healthy flavored foods, you know, the nuts that have the dark chocolate on them or whatever it is, right. That's appealing to me. So I found that online grocery shopping has been really helpful because it's like, then I have to just stick to <laughs> what's on my list. I'm not drawn by, you know, depending on how hungry I am at the moment, you know? Um, so that's been, that's another hack too. That takes out the candy aisle too. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause depending on what my day is like, how stressful I am, or like I said, how hungry I am, sometimes those things are more appealing to me. And I, that's just the reality. Um, when you'll eventually once you get into a habit and you start meal planning and doing prepping and batching, which in the beginning on the front end of it does take a little bit more time, but once you figure, um, get a pattern and get into the habit of it, you'll eventually get to the point where you'll want to make a lot of these items at home yourself and it'll be quicker and you'll want to do it because it's better for you and you're going to feel better making it in your own kitchen and knowing where it's coming from and knowing that it's not processed and it doesn't have the chemicals that are going to make you feel bad, not emotionally bad, but like physically after, mm-hmm. after eating it, and you can make those chocolate covered nuts and feel okay with it. Cause you know that it's made with hundred percent chocolate and nuts and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you can package it and put it in your pantry in batches and you can have it to grab daily as you go. 
Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've read the book sugar salt or it's salt, sugar, fat. It was recommended in one of our courses, but um, they talked about how marketing is so deceiving and how, you know, back when they Betty Crocker first became the name and the, the packaged cake mixes and all of that, I think they broke it down. It really doesn't save that much time to use a packaged cake mix when you can just throw all the ingredients in yourself. And I think that's true for making our meals as well. It doesn't take, I mean, if you're putting a frozen, you know, processed food meal into the oven, it's going to take a while. Right. And so what about a few extra minutes of chopping your own ingredients? And you can freeze them and grab them for meals later on during the week mm-hmm. and for the next week. Just a couple of minutes on the beginning of, or well, a couple of minutes on the beginning of the week will actually yield bigger results towards uh, the end of the month, really. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So tell me what's your strategy then? How do you make this work? Cause you've got three kids, you're busy <laughs> and your kids are, I, we talked about this before we started recording like mine, all the ages and stages. So how do you make this meal planning, prepping work for you and your family? Um, a lot of, a lot of talking. Um, it, it takes a little bit of convincing to kind of get everyone on board with it. But as we're doing, um, the grocery shopping, I kind of explain everything that I'm putting in the cart and usually my reasons for it. Sometimes there's resistance and sometimes there's not, I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes, but I do have one day a week that I uh, devote to, uh, grabbing uh, my recipes for the seven days and then I do my grocery shopping and I'll have a day where I'll do a little bit of prep work which will be the chopping um, if I can for that week but normally I actually do um, daily meal prep and, and meal cooking but some people find it a little bit easier for the family to do that all in one day and they freeze and defrost and and um, I put it up on the board for everyone to see. Um, this is what we're having for this week. This is what we're having today. Um, this is what's in it. And this is why it's good for us. And you can choose on this day. And I have the fruits available for them. Um, they never usually have to ask permission to have fruits and vegetables. They can grab those at, at will. And every once in a while, I let them pick their, their one convenience food. And that kind of keeps them from getting in the habit of restricting and feeling like they're deprived or binging at friends' houses. Right. (laughs) And I keep them involved in the meal planning and the prepping. And um, that usually keeps everyone happy. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I think that that's, that's really important. And I think you mentioned, you know, it's, it's what works for you and other people do it different ways. And it's like, just do it and, and figure out the way that works for you. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the same as how somebody else is doing it. Um, yeah. And I like that you list it for your, so that way your kids are not like, what are we having for dinner? What are we having? You have it there so they can just look right. And I think that's a trap that a, a lot of, a lot of moms fall into is that they feel like they have to do it a certain way because this is how, this is what's working for someone. But, and the same thing with the one size fits all for weight loss, like your meal planning and your preparation is not going to look the same as your neighbors. It's not going to look the same as your mom's and it's not going to look, not going to look the same as your sister's. It's going to be based on your family's needs and, um, and wants at that particular moment. Summer is going to be different than fall. Fall is going to be different than spring. And that's the other things that um, we need to take into consideration. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it should work for your family. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're heading into the summer months when kids are going to be home, school is going to be out and it gets a little crazy. Um, schedules change. Kids maybe stay up later. They're maybe hungrier because they're bored. So how do you handle that? Um, incorporate a lot of extra finger foods and snacks that are kind of desirable for what they're looking for, but they may not necessarily realize that it has that healthy stuff in there. Um, like energy balls are great. My three-year-old has discovered them and will grab them at will. And they're packed full of like almonds and you can put different types of dried fruit in there and it's full of fiber and healthy fats, um, muffins, um, with, uh, with gluten-free flour, if that's something that you're um, that you're following, with different pureed fruits or vegetables put in them, mm-hmm. finger foods that they can grab that may look like a cupcake, but is actually better for them than what a <laughs> processed cupcake would be, and just having the snacks readily available for them, having the apples and the bananas and um, the chopped up fruits there for them to grab as um, healthy snacks, and letting them be a part of the preparation and the cooking. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So my kids were dairy free for a little while. Cause my youngest, we were dealing with some gut issues, a lot of ear infections, things like that. And we're back into dairy and I've added in yogurt some, and I've found organic Greek yogurt. That's full fat because I'm a big fan of, you know, the full fat, all the fat. <laughs> um, And so one thing that they've been having is like Greek yogurt with a little bit of raw honey and fruit. And I don't love yogurt. I think it's gross, but they like it. What are your thoughts like on yogurt for kids? I'd love to know, because I feel like this is a, this is a newer thing for me to add in. I'm the same as you actually yogurt has never been something that I've been able to kind of incorporate into my diet, but I think it's a great option for um, bringing the nutrients in for kids as they're growing. So having it available um, for them um, as a dipping sauce or even in the little cups, just as long as you're monitoring labels, label reading is so important right now just to see if there are any hidden sources of added sugar and, mm-hmm. and hydrogenated oils, then it's a great addition to yeah. their diets and for their gut yeah. Let's talk about the oils and label reading. What, what are, if somebody's listening and like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> how, Let's do a breakdown of what, what are some names of oils that we want to say no to? Um, anything that says hydrogenated um, in the, in the title, they've kind of gotten away from putting trans fat on there, but I actually have a list that can provide um, to your audience after this, if they would like the list is actually a full page long of wow. the different of wow. the different names for some of the oils that you kind of want to avoid. But um, definitely hydrogen hydrogenated or hydro hydrolyzed, I believe is how you say it. Um, um, different oils like that, and a lot of the those terms are the ones that you want to avoid when you're reading your labels. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have to put trans fat on there if it's under a certain percentage it's within the past couple of years, interesting find how we're getting around some of the label laws. They're sneaky. Yeah. Well, I've even found, you know, a lot of parents think of something like peanut butter as being healthy and you got to watch for the, you'll see that hydro hydrogenated uh, palm oil and then extra sugar, maybe some molasses in there. So it's something to 
Yeah. But sorry, you cut out. And corn syrup. Yes. Good one. (laughs) I found that there's corn syrup in a lot more things than than you would realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of problematic for our liver. We're seeing a huge increase in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And that corn syrup is attributed to that in a a lot of cases, depending on who, you know, what science you're looking at. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then sugar, there's a lot of artificial sweeteners out there. Sugar goes by a lot of different names. How do we know what is okay? What is not okay? What are, what are your guidelines there? I usually um, follow the, when you're looking at your label, if there is added sugar, that you want it to be under a certain number of grams um, based on the food that you're eating. Um, Look at the grams and look at the comparison between the carbohydrates, the fiber, and the protein. Now, if it has a a decent amount of sugar in it and it's all sugar and it doesn't have any of the good components, then that's probably a processed food that you want to stay away from. But if you're looking at your label and you see a minimal amount of added sugar, but it also has protein and it also has fiber, then that's going to be a little bit better on your bodies, especially if you're in the beginning phases of kind of phasing out the sugar and curbing cravings. It it has the protein and the fiber added in it. um, Then that's going to be a little bit better on your insulin um, demand. And it's not going to give you the spikes up and down because it's going to be absorbed slower into the blood because it has the protein and the fiber in the bloodstream with it as opposed to if the sugar were just going through your body bites. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really good, especially when we're talking about kids, because I think a lot of, and I'm, I'm a former teacher. I think a lot of behavior issues are many cases, blood sugar issues, because these kids are not getting the protein and fiber they need. And a lot of them are just eating. I mean, I counted up a school, a school lunch at, at one point, um, the, the amount of grams of sugar in a school lunch. And it was over a hundred, a hundred in and one school just- lunch. So that's, that's eye opening, you know, and it's, and it's good to be aware of and think about, okay, what is this doing to my child's brain and behavior and well being? So yeah, such good stuff. Okay. So you mentioned something about traffic light eating or traffic light grocery shopping or something. Will you explain what, what you mean by that? Um, well, part of the, uh, the online course that I'm going to be offering, offering in April is, uh, kind of helping parents be able to introduce the healthy eating concept to to their family in a way that's understandable for them and for younger kids. And we all look at a traffic light and that's something that's recognizable. You have your red light, you have your green light and you have your yellow light. And we know that green light means go, yellow light means slow down and red light means stop. So if we look at our eating and the foods that we eat in these three separate categories, then that can help us um, know how to balance our meals a little bit better and how to grocery shop a little bit um, a little bit better. You want the majority of your food to come from the green light category, which is going to be your fresh whole foods, um, greens, things that are naturally grown um, that you don't have to do much to. You can eat them raw or you can eat them cooked. Your yellow light foods are going to have a little bit more fat. So these are going to be things that you can eat daily, but you want to eat in moderation and watch your portion control. And your red light foods are going to be the ones, hmm, 
maybe I should stop and think about this, or maybe we have it every once in a while, birthday parties, holidays here and there, if at all, depending on what your goals are. Um, and I think that's, that's a concept that toddlers all the way up into, um, into prime time can understand. Yeah. I love that. I love that for adults. We don't think of it that way. It's, um, it's an interesting concept. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's a, it's helpful to go, okay, wait a minute. What's this, what's this one actually going to do for my body? You know, how am I going to feel afterward? You know, just to think through them, be more mindful and to pause. I mean, it's truly yellow, yellow means to slow down, right? Red means to stop. And so it's kind of just a reminder to slow down and think, stop and think. And we don't often do that, especially when we are stressed, when we're anxious, when we're running around, just grabbing what we can, when we're going through the drive-through, what, what do you recommend for um, women who say, or parents who say, well, I just don't have time. We do fast food a lot of the times because it's convenient. I mean, are there any recommendations for eating quote again, air quotes, healthier fast food is what do you say to that? Um, like I said, it's, a, it's all, a, it's all a process. And if you, you start slow and you build on it, then you're more likely to stick to it. If you, if you meet them where they are, um, and if they're eating fast food a lot and they're busy and they aren't at the point where they can meal prep yet, then, um, you can look at the types of restaurants that they go to most often. And what you can do as far as, is eating hygiene, which is what we're learning, um, to to eat slower so that they can enjoy the food and maybe not eat as much of the um, the red light food as much as the trans fat. Um, slowly phase out the French fries, um, get them to the point where they have a goal in mind, and start with replacing the beverage, getting a smaller beverage, getting water instead. Eventually, moving from fries to um, not necessarily jumping into a salad, but maybe a smaller fry and maybe a kale salad instead, getting a smaller burger, skipping the mayonnaise, skipping the bun, and then eventually getting chicken instead and move on in phases. But um, find out what they are willing to do at that moment in order to move towards their goal and start with that and build on it slowly. Yeah. And I like that. It sounds more like a weaning process, <laughs> weaning yourself off of fast foods and off of all of these things that we get used to it. But I think for a lot of people, they don't realize how tired, fatigued, bad they feel until they start feeling good. Right. I mean, I know that was true for me. Is that true for your journey as well? Like I did not realize how tired I actually was until I finally had energy to be able to do the stuff that I wanted to do. Yeah. And it, it was a great feeling. And then I realized it even more with a slip and um, was like, oh, I remember this feeling. And I don't really want to go back to that feeling. Right. Yes. Sometimes I have to like have certain things that I think sound good to remind me, oh, that's actually not that great. And it doesn't make me feel good. Okay, good. I remember now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk for a minute um, since we have some time about sleep, because that's another foundational tool that we don't, I think a lot of times we don't emphasize enough. So how do you help support women with a healthy sleep schedule? Um, It's definitely difficult when you have um, little ones, when you have multiples, when you have 
when you're working and husband, um, definitely slowly um, incorporating sleep hygiene into your routine. And even if you aren't able to go to bed earlier, right at the beginning, but starting the process of winding down and incorporating um, meditation practices or grateful, um, grateful or gratitude journaling is the mm-hmm. word that I was looking for, sorry. <laughs> um, gratitude journaling and um, mindset practices to help you wind down and move towards a more calm state, even if you aren't able to be in your bed actually sleeping at time. Um, and slowly working towards the goal of increasing sleep, but more so decreasing your stress. Mm. Yeah. And it's kind of like what you mentioned at the beginning about the negative loops that we get into. I think sometimes we get into negative loops about sleep, right? Like, oh no, I'm, it's bedtime. I know I'm not going to sleep again. Here we go. So those practices you mentioned, even just meditation, gratitude, journaling, um, brain dumping, <laughs> that can be just to go, okay this is sleep. My body knows what to do with sleep. (laughs) Or just rest. Or even if it's just rest. Yeah. There've been many times when I've been through stressful seasons and I put on a meditation app just to, you know, find some peace of mind, but I end up falling asleep because that's actually what I needed. (laughs) Like even about calm nature sounds or Mm -hmm. rainwater, (laughs) different things like, or like a fan white noise type things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all really good. Yeah. Oh, this is so fun. This is so fun to pick your brain on all of these things. So tell me, okay, let's get back into, so say somebody has gained the COVID-19 pounds (laughs) and, you know, and they are feeling trapped in a body that's not familiar to them. They're having to buy new clothes. They don't want to buy new clothes. Um, but they want to love that their, their body they're in, they want to make changes, they're stressed out and it's all just one big onion of different layers of issues that have contributed, contributed to the weight gain. So what, what would you say to that person? Yeah, it's been a stressful and a hard time for a lot of people. And I know that there are a lot of people that kind of understand where, you, where you're coming from and that are going through the exact same thing. And so you're not alone in this. And a great way to kind of help through it is to find a great support system, a family member or a friend um, that's willing to kind of go through the journey with you Buy that outfit and wear that outfit. In addition to that outfit, if you want to get a, a pair of running shoes or workout clothes or a set of weights, um, if that's what your next step in your journey is, then add that to your feel-good plan to help motivate you. And I would say um, decide what your next action steps are towards your goal, whether you want to start with food or whether you want to start with exercise um, and find something that you actually enjoy doing it and find someone to do it with to hold yourself accountable, write it down, put it where you can see it every day and begin. Mm-hmm. I think that key word there too is enjoy, find something that you enjoy doing, you know, and maybe, maybe it's a food that you like making that you can change the, change the ingredients up a little bit. Yeah. You know, use a little, the less, 
less of the um, inflammatory oils and more of real food ingredients. I think that's good. So when it comes to fitness, that's another thing that we hear a lot, right? Like, I don't have time. I know I should exercise, but so when you're saying exercise fitness, I know you personally love to exercise. I love to exercise. We've probably made it a habit for years and years and years, but for somebody maybe who's gotten out of the habit, how can they start small and, and be consistent? Um, depending on their schedule, again, it's going to be something that they, that they feel that they can do daily uh, to start, or even at least three times, three times a week so that they can start making those healthy habits and getting it programmed. Um, and you walk 10 to 15 minutes a day, three times a week, starting this week. Is that something that you feel that you might be able to complete? And how confident are you that you're going to be able to this week? And that would be a good start. Um, you take a dance class and you want to like go out on a date night with your husband and get, just get some movement or steps in, then find a dance class, find a Zuma class, and then it will actually feel like exercising, but you're actually getting the movement <laughs> in, you're getting the steps in and you're burning calories and you're enjoying it while you're, and you're enjoying yourself while you're burning the calories. So again, it's about finding those activities that you enjoy that you may not realize that you're actually exercising mm, and, yeah. and fitting it into your schedule. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's key. Uh, because yeah, there's a lot, I mean, even gosh, my kids lately have been in my little kids, they discovered all the just dance videos on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> so, so it's like, you could do something like that with your kids, make it silly, make it fun. Um, and the kids will love it, but yeah, we just, because we think, well, I have to do, you know, 20 minutes of hit exercises and then I have to do right. Like, it's like, we have this idea of what exercise looks like. Oh, it doesn't have to be like you can be at the playground and having the kids on the jungle gym and you just happen to be walking around with the other moms with your stroller or like just dance burns a lot of calories more than you would actually think. (laughs) (laughs) And it's fun and the kids are enjoying it. So you're getting your family time and you're uh, getting the exercise in at the same time. And there's so many um, other activities that um, that could fit into those categories, like golfing, um, tennis, um, golfing takes a whole lot of walking, like biking, swimming, um, even like an aerobic swimming class would, might be something that they might not consider to be like intense uh, physical activity, but I mean, it's good on your joints and you're still getting the activity in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's helpful. I think it's just, it's again, like you said, the beginning that mindset of, you know, like this isn't something, you know, this isn't PE class, (laughs) you know, we think about that. And then when we think about eating for health, we are like, it's not just salad with a little chicken, you know, like, I mean, lettuce and chicken, like, it's not just that either. There's so many different ways to incorporate things you love and make it, make it healthier for you and your body. Exactly. Make it colorful and to switch it up and to add different types of things each day so that it doesn't get boring and mm-hmm. so it doesn't become a chore, but it's something that you actually look forward to doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. So what are your favorite things that you've um, made for your family recently? I know you're living overseas right now, so I know it makes it maybe a little different than <laughs> other people, but um, what are, what are, what's your family loving right now? Um, well, like I said, the, my 
most recent find has been the has been the energy balls. Um, you know, this, that was something that, finger food that she could just grab and I could batch prepare and have it in the refrigerator for them. Um, we definitely enjoy the smoothies because that's something quick um, that we can do in the mornings or in the afternoons when they're looking for um, a sweet, um, quick snack. Um, you can load it up with any types of fruits and vegetables that you want. And that kind of um, uh, kicks the sweet tooth a little bit for, um, for all of us. And um, any of the one pot or slow cooker meals that you mm -hmm. can just kind of prepare and at the beginning of the day and have it cook all, all day, come back from practice and dinner is already ready. Um, meat, uh, meat, vegetable and starch all in one pan. Mm -hmm. Those type of meals are um, our family favorites and they're, they're easy on me and quick with stress-free meal time. Yeah. Yeah, it is because it can be, you know, we talk a lot about the impact of stress on digestion, you know, and, and having that stressful family meal time is something that we don't want for our digestion. <laughs> right. But when it, when it becomes like a, a little bit chaotic, when there, there's a lot of resistance, then it's not really calming or enjoyable for anyone it's ones that want what they want to eat. And then mom who's prepared it and they don't want to eat it. And uh huh. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that, that we all have had that, those battles and we're all like, Oh yeah. I mean, I have my youngest, there are things that he loved when he, you know, he was younger, he's five now, but there are things he ate when he was three that now he's like, Oh, I don't like, you know, I mean, it's just, it changes. They have seasons. So I think at keeping the variety <laughs> with meals is helpful to keep switching it up. Otherwise they decide, well, this is the thing I don't like now, you know? <laughs> Getting meatballs is something that we can do to hit everyone's kind of taste palate. I can have my zucchini or my squash noodles mm -hmm. and my plant-based meatballs and my, my chunky sauce with all the vegetables. And <laughs> hubby can have his regular noodles with his regular sauce and his regular uh, beef meatballs. And the kids are excited because they can have fun noodles with sauce and meatballs. And sometimes they notice that it's plant-based and sometimes they don't. And it's Great. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's exactly right. Yeah. We do a lot of um, pasta that's made from chickpeas, you know, and I, and I like that because it's, you know, it's, it takes away the, the wheat, the gluten aspect, which I don't love for all the time. Um, and, you know, I know it's that one's such a debate, but I think it does, you know, it can be, it can lead to enhanced intestinal permeability as we're learning. Um, but I like the chickpea pasta because it's got one ingredient it's chickpeas, you know? And so even that it's like, you're limiting that ingredient load. And then you have the folate from the chickpeas. You have a little bit of a protein content there and it's, um, more fiber, you know, and my kids don't even notice the difference. They might've, you know, had I introduced it later, but now it's kind of all they know It's like either chickpea pasta or lentil pasta, or, you know, we've done the quinoa pasta. So it's like, they're, they're used to it now. Exactly. And if you start early, like that's a, a great time to, um, get their taste ready for, um, for these healthy meal combinations, if you introduce it to them, um, introduce it to them early, and then that's what they know, and that's what their um, their body and their taste buds are adjusted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, tell me one of my favorite questions to ask people. Um, you know, because the name of the show is Sparking Wholeness. If you could give 
one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? I love the idea of just being you and not letting your goals or your future be shaped or determined by um, what anyone else's opinion or thoughts of what your path should be, Um, but make it based on what your dreams are. And there's no dream that's too big um, as long as you're willing to do the work to achieve it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And keep your eyes on your own plate, you know, like we exactly <laughs> look at what everybody else is eating and everybody else is telling us to eat. It's like, you get to eat what for you. And I think exactly. that's, yeah, I, yeah, I love that. Eat what makes your body feel good. Ah, so good. Okay. So tell me where can people contact you? What's your website? You know, all of that. I am at www.caringheartshealthyliving.com and um, Ray at caringheartshealthyliving.com. If you um, like to email me um, to find out more information or to receive the um, the Fresh Start grocery shopping list um, to help get your pantry ready for the beginning of your healthy living goals. Awesome. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you. Is there anything else, any, anything else you'd love to offer um, busy moms, tired moms, moms that are getting ready for summer? Um, no, start, um, start early and definitely begin your healthy habit formation, um, as, as soon as you can. Um, and it's never too late to start. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on. This is, this time just flew by. This is a great conversation. I think it really helps to it's, it's encouraging what you've shared. So thank you again for being on the show. Okay. Thank you, Aaron. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.